0: Hello and welcome to the quiz kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Listen to It Fizz. (laughs) Alka-Seltzer for headache. Alka-Seltzer for acid indigestion. Alka-Seltzer for cold distress. Alka-Seltzer presents The Quiz Kids. There's the bell that calls this classroom of the air to order, friends. And today we welcome five Quiz Kids from five different cities to our big network program... So let's give the youngsters a good old Chicago welcome. And here they are, today's quiz kids and the chief quizer himself, Joe Kelly.
3: Thank you, Bob Murphy, and hello, everyone. Yes, indeed, we're happy to have another group of -of out-of-town quiz kids in school this afternoon. Now, these youngsters are new to our Chicago classroom, but uh, veterans in their own right, for they are winners of local quiz kids programs now on the air on many NBC stations throughout the country. And smiling across their desks at me are three girls and two boys. Mighty fine-looking youngsters, they are, too, and I know you folks listening in are going to enjoy meeting them. And, Quiz Kids, I know you're going to make the folks back home mighty proud of you. Are you all ready for roll call? All right, here we go. In Laurel, Mississippi, the Carter-Heidi Department Store sponsors the local Quiz Kids program over station WAML. And representing the sponsor and station, we have George.
2: I'm George Temple. I'm 12 years old. I'm in the ninth grade at Stuart M. Jones Junior High School.
3: The local Quiz Kid sponsor in Flint, Michigan over station WTAC is the Merchants and Mechanics Bank. And here to represent her sponsor and station is Ray.
0: I'm Ray Hillman. I'm 13 years old and I'm in the seventh grade at Zimmerman Junior High School.
3: Jack's Cookie Company is the sponsor in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. The station is WJBO and the Quiz Kid, Jean Dell.
4: My name is Yondelle Boudreaux. I'm 13 years old, and I'm in the 7th grade at Central High School.
3: The First National Bank and Station WTRC of Elkhart, Indiana, sends us our next quiz kid. She is Joanne.
5: I am Joanne Phillips. I'm 12 years old and in the 8th grade at Central Junior High School.
3: And from Little Rock, Arkansas, Station K-A-R-K, sponsor the Colonial Baking Company, we have Gilbert.
2: I am William Gilbert Trussell. I am 13 years old. I go to North Little Rock Junior High School. I'm in the eighth grade.
3: All right now, children. Remember, if you think you know the answer to a question, get your hand up quickly because first hand up gets first chance to answer. Here's your first question from Margaret Alsop of Salinas, California Who is the Achilles of baseball? Who is the Achilles of baseball? John Dell. I'll
4: take a try, Lou Boudreau.
3: No, no. Uh, well, can you tell me, uh, Joanne?
5: I believe it's
3: Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio, right? Absolutely right. That's right. The heel of Achilles in Greek mythology was his only vulnerable spot, and so it seems is the case of Joe DiMaggio, New York Yankees center fielder, who has a heel injury. And I'm sure you'll all join me in hoping that he soon recovers from it. Alright, that's question number one. We're off to a flying start. This question from our Jay Sager of Chicago, Illinois sounds pretty technical to me, but let's see what you youngsters can do with it. If you made a one hand spin, a time throw, and a finger twirl, what might you be doing? Joanne?
5: You'd be baton twirling.
3: Well, you certainly would, twirling a baton, that's right. Oh, boy, say, now on this next one here, if you made a pas de javal, a royal, and a tour jeté, what would you be doing, Uh, Jandelle?
4: You would be doing ballet.
3: Ballet, performing steps of the ballet, that's right, absolutely, Uh uh-huh. Mrs. Florence Rice of Pittsfield, Massachusetts, hopes to stump you children with her question because if she does, she will receive one of those magnificent Zenith radio phonograph combinations, the set with two Cobra tone arms, one for regular playing records and one for the Loon Long playing records and two FM bands. So, on your toes, quiz kids, here is the question. The following children are very minor characters in famous novels. See if you can identify the novels. The child in the first novel is Cosette. Jondell.
4: Les Miserables, Victor Hugo.
3: That's right. Absolutely. Uh-huh. How about Please. Adele? What novel? A minor child character. Adele. Jondell. Jane Eyre. That's right. Jane Eyre. By whom? Can you tell me? Um... Beside the point.
4: I know who it is, but I've forgotten.
3: Well, all right, Gilbert has his... Uh, Bronte. That's right, Charlotte Bronte. Very good, kids. Well, now Mrs. Rice does not receive the big Zenith radio photograph combination for her question because you children answered it correctly, but she does get a radio. It's that fine Zenith portable radio in a handy luggage case. Now, this is always the reward when a question is used on our program. So, friends, send in your questions to Quiz Kids Chicago and see if you can win a Zenith radio. Now, since you children come from different parts of the country, this question from Jay Morris of New York may help us get better acquainted. You are to pretend you are in charge of a travel bureau for your state, and you are to give us some sales talk as to why we should visit your part of the country particularly. You can mention what we might see and do and anything that would help persuade us to come. Now, who wants to start this off? We'll start off with Ray.
0: Well, I think that you should come to Michigan because it's the most beautiful state in the union, and, it's, uh, and it has um, it has it's wooded up north and has the most more lakes than any other state in the union. Uh-huh. And It is surrounded by lakes and yeah. it has Mackinac Island. Yeah. And it has a lot of uh, state parks and it has good hunting and fishing um, places and other things like that.
3: All right, fine. And uh, Georgie. Well. Come down to Mississippi,
2: get plenty of good sunshine.
3: Yeah? What else, Jordan?
2: And you could be on the coast, and lots of fishing and hunting goes on down there.
3: Good fishing. Oh, boy. And anything else you'd like to add? Hmm? And, uh, you could see where the most shrimp are caught and canned at Biloxi. Well, fine, huh And, uh, let's see what Joanne has to say.
5: You should come to Indiana because... It has many beautiful state parks and uh, places like that, such as Brown County, which is a very beautiful place. Oh yes. And then Elkhart, Indiana, is the Band Instrument City of the world.
3: Yes, and, uh, and uh, what uh, else? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, what else in Elkhart, Indiana, Joanne, where the miles
5: laboratories. That's on. right,
3: the <laughs> makers of alka for Oh, sure. And uh, is there anything else you'd like to add?
5: Well, we have many beautiful rivers, and there's lots of fishing.
3: And what's the name of that very nice lake outside of Elkhart down there?
5: Uh,
3: uh, is it Christiana Lake? Or am I in the wrong state?
5: <laughs> no, Christiana Creek.
3: Oh, Creek. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, now, I was making fun of him because I'm a Hoosier myself, see? <laughs> All right, thank you, Joanne. And Gilbert?
2: Well, you ought to come to Arkansas because it's got the most beautiful mountains in the world. Yeah. And uh, you go down through them and you see everybody's lazy and, and you get to... Get to where you don't care, you don't want to work or anything, and you Oh, you don't, huh?
3: Well, how do you like that? Yeah. <laughs> Gilbert, you don't have to say anymore. more. We're all sold. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, uh, uh, uh Jean Dell?
4: Well, there's so much about Baton Rouge, <laughs> I hardly know where to begin. There's the state capitol and the, uh, capitol grounds are deemed the most beautiful in the nation. There's, uh, Louisiana State University and all the, uh, out, uh, and the, uh, Negro College there. And there's the, um, there's many, uh, theaters there. There's the, uh, Louisiana State National Bank and, and other, uh, <laughs> And if, in case you got sick, which I doubt would happen while you were down there, you could get drugs at the community cash drugstore where my father
3: worked.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: I bet he sells Alka-Seltzer, too, doesn't he, Down? <laughs> well, that was fine. Well, I don't know. Wait, Wait,
4: I have some more to say. Oh, you have some oh.
3: I beg your pardon. All right.
4: Well, in case you wanted to stay down there, you could come to Central School. Or else you could uh, take dancing where I take dancing at the Palmoese. Yeah. And there's, uh, well, there's just everything you could hope to have down there in Louisiana.
3: Well, fine. I'll, I'll bet everybody here is just sold on all five states. How about it, huh? <laughs> that was very, very good, kids. Now, before we pull the next one from our alka question box... I would like to answer a question that's often asked about the quiz kids. Do they know what questions are to be asked? They absolutely do not. They don't even know what subjects will come up. And now here's Bob Murphy to talk about tomorrow morning.
1: Uh, Yes, friends, that back-on-the-job morning, that one morning of the week that's so hard to take after a weekend of leisure. Well, it just makes things worse to wake up with a headache as a result of irregular weekend hours or perhaps late Sunday night refreshments. And remember, you don't have to suffer along with that headache trying to chalk up some kind of an endurance record. That is, you don't have to, if you have, Alka-Seltzer handy. A tablet or two dissolved in a glass of water will give you a sparkling effervescent solution that can help that headache become a thing of the past in a hurry. Yes, you can rely on Alka-Seltzer to give you fast, effective relief because it contains a dependable pain-relieving agent already dissolved when you drink it and therefore right ready to go to work on your headache discomfort. You'll be amazed how soon you begin to feel better. So tomorrow morning or any time a headache threatens to interfere with your work or pleasure, get the fast relief you want by taking Alka-Seltzer. Check on your Alka-Seltzer supply right now. And if those tablets are down to four, see your druggist for some more. Well,
3: Quiz uh, gives this next one is from Mrs. Johanna Nysel of Powhatan, Kansas. If you found the following numbers in your telephone directory, what fictional character might you expect to answer the phone if you dialed each number? And the first one is Arabian 1001. What fictional character... Arabian one, oh, oh, one Gilbert.
2: That would be the Thousand and One Nights, and uh, well,
3: what? Uh, the uh, That's right, Scheherazade. Very good. Uh huh. That's fine. How about Catskill two o? Oh. George.
2: Rip Van Winkle. Rip Van Winkle,
3: right? Uh huh. And the last one, Sesame four o. Oh. Gilbert. Uh,
2: that was um. Uh, Alibaba in the
3: Northeast. That's or, right. Uh huh. Okay. Next, our Elka Seltzer question box comes up with a music question from Grace Ann Howell of Portland, Oregon. You kids are to tell if you would look your best if you appeared the way these songs suggest. You must get two out of three on this one. Here's the first one. <laughs> Well, you're pretty quick, all five of you. All five hands went up there. Who's, whose hand was really first? Maybe the judges can help me. Yeah. Ray. All well, right, Ray. It would
0: be because that's uh, powder your face with sunshine.
3: So you, you think you would look your best? Yes. Uh-huh. Of course, if you powdered used too much sunshine, you wouldn't exactly feel your best, though, would you? Huh? No. Why not?
0: What, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, if you got a little bit too much sunshine oh, you on... Oh, you'd be sunburned. You sure would, uh-huh. Well, all right. Now, let's see what we can do with the next one. Joanne?
5: I don't think you'd look very good because the name of that song is So Tired.
3: So Tired, yes. You wouldn't look your best, really, would you? And now for the last one. <laughs> Ray? Well, oh, that's
0: lavender green, dilly dilly lav. That's lav. That's dilly dilly. Lavender <laughs> blue, uh,
3: Lavender blue, I mean. The what?
0: Well, there goes lavender blue, dilly dilly, lavender
3: green. That's right. Lavender blue. Yeah. We'll set it for the well, first. you
0: Oh, well, you'd be blue. You wouldn't you, look
3: your best. You, you certainly know. wouldn't. No. You would look kind of nilly willy, would you, instead of dilly dilly? <laughs> 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 well, we only asked for two out of three, and you gave uh, us three out of three. Now, the next uh, question ought to be a treat for you quiz kids. We have a special guest who will join us from New York. He is the famous stage and movie star whom you've enjoyed seeing many times, Mr. Clifton Webb. Since Mr. Webb plays the part of Mr. Belvedere in his latest 20th century Fox film, Mr. Belvedere Goes to College, it seems very appropriate to have him join our Quiz Kids classroom. But uh, just to make sure, let's try him on a question.
6: Uh, Mr. Webb, what is a butomaceae? A butomaceae? A butomaceae is a small order of endosins. the type of which is butomus umbilatus, or vulgarly known as the flowering rush. Well, thank you. uh,
3: Thank you very much. Uh, Sounds like a very simple question. Uh, I find it very simple. Uh, Of course, it should have been. uh, should have been since uh, your alter ego, Mr. Belvedere, phoned it to me just before we went on the air. (laughs) (laughs) But then that was a lot of fun just the same. You did very fine on
6: I feel there is very little a genius like myself can learn in any classroom. <laughs> uh, prior to entering college, Mr. Belvedere's formal education... had been confined to two revolting weeks in kindergarten. Uh, nevertheless, I'm, I'm quite anxious to talk to these remarkable quiz kids. Fine, Clifton. Is there any special question you would like to ask our quiz kids? Yes, yes, there is. Uh, in a recent picture of mine called Sitting Pretty... I had the role of a writer who took on the job of babysitter. My most difficult period came when I tried to get the baby to eat his oatmeal. He spit it out, he flipped some in my face, he did everything with it except eat it. Now, my solution to the dilemma was to overturn the bowl of oatmeal on the child's head. But uh, I have been told since that overturning the bowl of the baby's head is not acceptable as a solution, at least not by the leading child psychologists. Now, uh, you youngsters are closer to the oatmeal-eating age than I am, and I, I sincerely want some advice. Uh, now, what would you have done? How would you make a baby eat his oatmeal? All right, George.
2: I'd what prob- would you have done? I probably wouldn't have did nothing, but I'd have a good... I need whip him.
6: What'd you all say there? <laughs> I didn't understand what you said, George.
2: I said... I'd probably whip him and make him
6: eat it. You'd probably whip him. Oh, that's cruelty to animals. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gilbert. What would you have done?
2: Well, Mister, uh, Mister Bel, Mister Webb.
6: <laughs> Mister Belvedere, to you, I please. Don't,
2: I don't. I don't think you could have done anything about that boy. But if it had been me, I would use the old Arkansas method. That's where you take one of these um, thick boards, you know, and you tap him a little bit on the seat. And when he opens his mouth to holler. You slap in the syrup.
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, you've certainly you, you you got a good solution. Mr. Now, Webb, Gene?
2: that yes? not only that not only gives him a good, uh, very good way of feeding him a cereal, but it gives him a spanking at the same time.
6: Oh, I see. Me, I <laughs> And he can't two... cry.
2: He can't cry about it because he's got his mouth stuffed full uh-huh. of syrup.
6: In other words, I killed two birds with one stone.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's nice right. It.
6: Now then, Jean, what would you have done? Well, um, Mr. Webb. Uh, yes, uh, it's uh, Jean Dell. Oh, I beg your pardon. That's all right, Jean.
4: <laughs> well, as a friend of mine says, when um,
3: uh, what a charming accent!
4: place You just says, go
6: ahead, honey. <laughs> what did your friend say?
4: She says, "Ladies and gentlemen, I've come before you to stand behind you to tell you something I know absolutely nothing about." And that's uh, this subject that I'm getting ready to talk on, child psychology. Yeah. Well, I I would really have liked to have done what you did, but I think it would have been better to play a game with it and sort of make the child want to eat. Like, play like the, uh, each bit of food was uh, like uh, a a part of a train or a boxcar or something and had to go through a tunnel.
6: Well, now that seems a little complicated. Now, I didn't have time in the picture to do all that, you see. I only had a certain amount of footage in which to accomplish my purpose. Yeah. But that's a very good idea. <clears throat> now then, Joanne. Joanne, I think, likes Indiana. I'm from Indiana, Joanne, so go right ahead.
5: Well, I don't, I don't think I would have dumped the oatmeal on his head, but I think I would have tried to reason with him in a little bit, and if he wouldn't listen, I would have cleaned him up and put him in bed.
6: Oh, oh, and then when he got in bed, what would you do with him? Choke him to death?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, no. thanks, that's
6: fine. And Ray? Well,
0: I, I don't know what, what, how you can make him eat, but I, next time I'd wear a gas mask when I was feeding him, and then he wouldn't get it in the face or spit it back at him or something.
2: <laughs>
6: well, I'm afraid none of you seem to like what I did in the picture. That's rather bad news for me. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Kelly, for lending me your class. We can't be all as intelligent as Lynn Belvedere and Mr. Belvedere goes to college, but I think these youngsters show a remarkable aptitude for babysitting. I would like to thank you for inviting me over to be with them. You know, they're wonderful youngsters, and I I think this is a great thing you're doing, bringing in these alert young people from all parts of the country. It's thoroughly in the tradition of your excellent program, that of rendering a service to education and still succeeding in being one of the most entertaining programs on the air. I consider that a big compliment, Mr. Kelly. You're also a Hoosier, aren't you? Yes, I am, Mr. Webb. Good. So am I. Indianapolis, Indiana. Crawfordsville, Indiana. Oh, good. Shake hands. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fine compliment, Mr. Kelly, I assure you, but I mean it. Well, thank you, Clifton Webb. We're honored to have you with us, and of course, we'll be
3: seeing you in Mr. Belvedere Goes to College. You better. Goodbye. And say, speaking of today's Quiz Kids, I also want to say that you youngsters are doing a fine job. The experience you've uh, had on the Quiz Kids program that originates right in your own hometown has really helped, hasn't it? You know, friends, these local Quiz Kids programs, just like our big nationwide Quiz Kids program, are weekly broadcasts with competition among schoolchildren in cooperation with school officials and teachers. Each local Quiz Kids program has its own local sponsor, and, well, the NBC stations throughout the country over which these programs are heard uh, tell us that these weekly local Quiz Kids programs are really popular. And that's the kind of news we like to hear. Companies uh, which would like to sponsor a local Quiz Kids program in their own community can write to Quiz Kids Chicago for complete information. And now, children, we have more questions here, so let's get back to work. This question is from Margaret Stone of Denver, Colorado. You children have doubtless had some interesting experiences on vacations, but uh, who went on a trip and met the Lotus Eaters, Cyclopses, Circe, Sirens, Scylla, Charybdis, and Calypso? Ulysses. Ulysses, right, absolutely. (laughs) Well, that was nice going.
1: And now here's Bob Murphy to do some questioning. Uh, Yes, Joe, and here's my first one. Why do so many thousands of folks keep Alka-Seltzer in their homes?
2: Well, Mr. Murphy, I always want Alka-Seltzer handy for headaches. When I've had a hectic day and everything seems to go wrong... Well, if a headache comes along too, I certainly want the wonderful relief I can get from
1: Alka-Seltzer. Mm-hmm. That's a good reason.
2: And when my husband comes home feeling upset with acid indigestion, I just tell him, "Be wise, alkalize with Alka-Seltzer."
1: Fine. Uh, go on.
2: <laughs> and springtime gardening or house cleaning causes muscular aches and pains. Good old Alka-Seltzer comes to the rescue. I say, how
1: about colds?
2: Why, of course, we use Alka-Seltzer for relief of the achiness and feverish feeling of a cold. Honestly, it is so good for so many of our everyday ailments. I just wouldn't think of ever being without it.
1: Well, now, there's a woman who really knows her Alka-Seltzer. And you'll be wise to follow her good example, friends. Never be without Alka-Seltzer in your home. Get it at any drugstore and buy two packages instead of one. Always keep an extra package handy. That's good advice, and if you'll heat it, you'll have Alka-Seltzer when you need it. Well, let me see. This
3: question is from Mrs. Sue Burns of Los Angeles, California. Say, it looks as if you kids are supposed to pretend you are to have an airplane ride right here in the studio. You are to imagine you're in the pilot seat and have an instructor beside you. You will hear your instructor give you directions, and you are to tell what maneuver you would perform. Now, you and the instructor are in the cockpit, and you've made a nice takeoff and have climbed to an altitude of 3,000 feet. Then, you hear your instructor give you the following orders.
6: Slowly close the throttle and go into a slight climb. Now, pull the stick back just a trifle. Pull the stick all the way back sharply and kick full left rudder.
3: All right, what maneuver would you be performing, John Dell? Well,
4: to me, it sounds sort of like a tailspin.
3: A tailspin? Very, very good. That's right. Uh huh. Now, this time, you've just made a fine, smooth landing, and you're struck with a crazy idea uh, one not listed as a recommended maneuver. <laughs> what you're trying to do blasting that engine and do you know you're applying full left rudder? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What happened, Gilbert?
2: He crashed, I believe.
3: Well, why did uh, he... Well,
2: he pushed the left rudder and the plane swung to the uh, left and, uh, didn't it? And, <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he probably hit up another plane or a building or something like that.
3: Yeah, well, that's that's very, very good. Now, what kind of a loop would you call that, uh... It was sort of a... Could you tell us that? Shondell?
4: I'd say it's sort of a somersault.
3: (laughs) Well, it's uh, commonly referred to as a ground loop, but uh, Gilbert was all right on that. You know, we once asked the Chicago Quiz kids to give their favorite Bible verse, and now Miss Marie Clark of Denver, Colorado, wonders if any of you children have favorite Bible verses and if you can quote them. How about it? Ray?
0: Well, I don't it's John three sixteen it goes for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life.
3: Uh huh. All right, how about the rest of you kids? John Dell?
4: A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For so strong is that which the heart is full, the mouth speaketh.
3: Uh huh. All right, fine. And uh, any more of you? All right, then, kids. Well, now, here's one here. Joseph F. Harris of Hartford, Connecticut, asks if you quiz kids can name three prominent uh, people, past or present, whose names suggest something pertaining to baseball. For instance, you might say uh, Lucille Ball. That's uh, an idea of how we want to work this. All right, how about three prominent people, past or present, whose names suggest something pertaining to baseball? Ray. Well, there's
0: lots of people named Diamond Jim. There's something. Diamond
3: Jim's very good. That's all right. Now, can you think of another one? Baseball. All right. How about the rest of you kids? Gilbert.
2: Wouldn't be Penny Singleton or Billy Batson.
3: Well, now that's close. That's all right. Very good. And uh, Jondell? Well, if a fellow
4: was by the name of
3: Homer. Homer. Yeah, that's right. Can Can you think of somebody by the name of Homer? Well,
4: there used to be a clown at a uh, rodeo.
3: Who? A clown at a rodeo. clown at a rodeo. All right. Well, children, that old school bell means class is over. We'll present your awards in just a minute, but first, here's an important message.
1: At 7, at 12, at 6, mealtime in America and vitamin time. Yes, put that one-a-day brand multiple vitamin bottle on the table and see to it that every member of your family takes a -a one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsule. Don't take chances. Government surveys show that the meals of three out of four persons are short on vitamins. So don't take chances that your daily diet is short on essential vitamins. Be on the safe side. Take one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules. Sixty capsules, only two dollars. Remember, meal time is vitamin time. Take one a day brand, multiple vitamin capsules. And now children, since this has been a special
3: program, we're not scoring you in the usual way this afternoon. You all did a fine job. And the makers of Alka-Seltzer will present each of you with a $100 savings bond to help you with your future education. We were mighty happy to have you with us here in our Chicago Quiz Kids classroom today, and we want you to carry our very best wishes back to your local Quiz Kids sponsor and NBC station. Friends, we'll be having more winners from other local Quiz Kids programs here in school in the near future. But in class next Sunday... We'll have the three winners from our broadcast of two weeks ago. Lonnie Lundy, age 13, Patrick Conlon, age 11, and five-year-old Melvin Miles. And here to compete with them, we'll have Rennie Templeton, age 13, and a brand-new quiz kid, Marjorie Carlson, age 9. And all you folks plan to be on time for roll call, too, won't you? Fine, we'll be looking for you next Sunday. And I just want to say to you quiz kids on our board this afternoon... Quoting one of you, I hope you all, y'all, i maybe I should say, have a very safe trip back home. So, until next Sunday, this is Joe Kelly dismissing today's Quiz Kids. Goodbye, kids.
4: Goodbye. Goodbye, Bye, Mr. Kelly.
1: <laughs> listen to the Quiz Kids every week and listen to Alka-Seltzer's News of the World every Monday through Friday on most of these NBC stations. This is Bob Murphy speaking.
6: Three chimes mean good times on NBC.